Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on what is not going to be our last show of the week. Keep in mind, no, we're not going to be here tomorrow. I'll be home eating delicious food, unlike you. (laughs) But we will be back on Friday for Black Friday. So that's just an FYI. Ask Dr. Jesse Friday is still coming. But tonight, tonight... Could be our last show on the air, Chris. It either could be because I'm going to be obnoxious because I was absolutely right once again about something. Oh, I'll be bringing that up soon, Chris. I'll be bringing that up. I made Jesse the Oracle Kelly made yet another prediction that turned out to be right. I'll be bragging about that in just a minute. Give me a moment on that. We have Shamika Michelle coming up an hour and a half from now. A lot of people know Shamika. She's on Jason Whitlock's podcast all the time. She is one of those take-no-prisoners people. I've had her on one time. She's a friend, but I had her on one time last time. I don't know that I've ever had a guest on that got requested again that much, but you got to be ready with the drop button now, and then you never know what Shamika might say. So an hour and a half from now, you're going to want to pay attention to that. We'll get some reaction there. We have the Ahmed Aubrey hearing today. They came down with a verdict. I, I never really followed it too much, to be totally frank. We might, might touch on it a little. Conspiracy theories tonight. Ooh, it's going to be spicy. And New York allowing 800,000 non-citizens to vote in local elections. That's insane. We'll talk about that about 10 minutes from now. But first, I think... I think because it's the holiday season, we all need to take a minute. You do. I do. Everybody does. We need to take a minute and we need to analyze our own lives now and then and figure out what's good, what's wrong. We need to figure out where our priorities lie in life. We need to figure out, look, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. It's a great day. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. What are we thankful for? What are you thankful for? You're welcome to call in with that tonight, 877-377-4373. What are you thankful for? Give me something good. But me, I was thinking about this, and I, I have so much I can choose from. I mean, you know, I have obviously a family. Obviously thankful for that. I I have a lot of craft mac and cheese in the house. I'm thankful for that, Chris. I'm thankful I live close to a red lobster. I'm thankful I what? I'm thankful I have a vehicle that didn't break down. But Probably more than probably more than anything else in the world, and I don't want to get too sentimental here. I'm thankful that I am right so much of the time. Here is me from last week. The communist right now is very, very aware of Joe Biden's approval numbers, Kamala Harris's approval numbers. They're very aware of all those elections that just went very bad for them in Virginia and Staten Island and New York and everywhere else. The communist is aware right now. The last thing the public needs is more tension, more feeling that things are out of control. The public right now needs to be calmed down. Therefore, you're going to see some protests if Rittenhouse gets off. There's no question about that. I'm not naive. There's going to be some people in the streets and whatnot. It's going to be tame. It's going to last maybe 24 hours. Very little property property damage. Probably no loss of life. And it's going to go away. 
like dust in the wind. And when that happens, I want you to remember something. There's a reason post-acquittal, if acquittal happens, post-acquittal, there's a reason the riots were like a little candle and the riots after St. George Floyd died were all like a raging bonfire. And the reason is simply one of them came with coordination and financing, and the other one was as organic as protests actually get. Protests don't organically spark all over every city in the country. That takes money, coordination, and somebody with some very, very nefarious plans for this country. Never, ever, ever forget that. Man, I am so thankful right now. What, Chris? <laughs> But all right, all right, enough of the obnoxious stuff. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about why I was right. Because it's important. It's really, really important for me to always remember this, for you to always remember this. We both have to remember this all the time. And it can get it can get hard to see the forest through the trees. And here's what I mean. There's so often major things happening out there, and we get caught up in them or we get upset by them. And it takes, it takes away our ability to sit back and properly analyze what is happening and why it's happening. And this happened last summer. Do you remember the NYPD cop car burning in New York City? Why? Why were they rioting so much in New York City? Doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, I realize George Floyd was a saint. I mean, I mean basically a demigod. But... Why were they rioting in Houston? I mean, okay, maybe we'll give you Minneapolis. That's where it happened. Maybe we'll give you Minneapolis, but L.A., Chicago—that doesn't—that doesn't make sense. How did that happen? Why did that happen? And the riots last summer were so widespread. Everyone seemed to get caught up in it in this tense moment and remember all of a sudden it was it was time to have a natu- a national conversation. Don't you love that when they do that? It's time to have a national conversation about, about oppression and how bad black people have it in America. Remember all those national conversations we had and the chaos and the violence and the looting and the insanity. Why was a cop car burning in New York City because a drug dealer died in Minneapolis? Why? And people, maybe you did it. Maybe you're guilty of this. It's fine. It, it's easy to have. It happened to a lot of people. People, they can't figure out what's happening and why it's happening at the time it's happening. Because it's so loud. There's so much noise. It's every news program, every corporation, NFL players kneeling for the flag. I don't understand. We must understand something at all times, at all times. And once you gain this, once you accept this, I know I know, we've all heard it, but once you get to the place in your life where you accept it, you'll still be outraged plenty, but you'll never be shocked again. Once you accept that there is a concentrated effort by the people who lead this society to destroy this society, then everything else makes sense. Why did I know? Why did I know in the wake of this huge public trial, the biggest public trial, I would say, since 
OJ? Is that fair, Chris? I'm sure there have been a couple other big ones, but name a bigger one than Rittenhouse. At least it's on the top five, no question about it. Huge, huge public trial. And this is the area of social media, remember, that OJ was before then, so everybody and their brother was texting memes about it, sending a video to a friend. Everyone had a strong opinion. The, the nation watched, and it was very polarizing. Everyone who didn't hate America wanted the kid to get released because I can watch the video and know he's not guilty. And everyone who hated the country really wanted him to get convicted. How dare he kill a pedophile? That's outrageous, right? That's how the communist thinks. So how, how did I know? And I mean, I'm an idiot. I like, I like to be obnoxious, but I'm a moron. But I knew that there were not going to be widespread riots. There'd be a couple little, couple little smoke things here and there, but it was gone. There were no NYPD cop cars burning. How could an idiot who went to community college, a dumb construction worker like me, how could I know that? Because I understand what last summer was, and I understand who pulls the strings in this society. The reason there was no major, violent, vile rioting across American cities from New York to L.A. in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, the reason there wasn't is the powers that be in this country didn't want it. Joe Biden's poll numbers are in the toilet The country is upset. We haven't seen approval numbers like this in ages, especially this early. He should still be in the honeymoon phase, and he's cratering. It's really bad. The last thing the powers that be want at this point in time is the public to feel as if things are out of control because the public already has started to feel that way. They're feeling it at the pump. You're feeling it when you bought your gross Thanksgiving turkey. The public is already feeling like this is nuts. I can't, but but what's going on? If we were to have rioting in the streets again like that, the public would once again assign blame at the top. It would hurt Joe Biden. Therefore, this time... There was no major outrage. But what happened last time? Why did it happen? Why was Donald Trump partially at fault for it? We're going to talk about all that in just a second. Might get a little uncomfortable. But first, let's talk about Christmas time. I know. Look, I understand. Thanksgiving's almost here. And then it's Black Friday sales. And You know you don't have to go out on Friday morning and get in line at 3 a.m. with a sleeping bag to save 50 bucks on a Christmas gift for mom, right? You know you can actually make your life really, really easy and just get her a steal on a MyPillow. You don't have to tell her the deal you got. Uh, The original MyPillow is $69.98. Look, you can tell her that's the value of it. That's fine. Hey, mom, dad, look, got you a pillow. Best out there. You'll sleep like a baby. They don't have to know you went to MyPillow.com, used the promo code JESSE, and paid $19.98 for a MyPillow. Don't go buy one. Go get one for mom, husband, wife, dad. Get one for your kids. Get your Black Friday shopping done tonight. Sleep in on Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Listen to The Jesse Kelly Show. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Go get the Christmas shopping done now. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the 
the Jesse Kelly Show the day before Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Yeah, I have I have Thanksgiving thoughts. I have Thanksgiving thoughts. Don't worry. We have conspiracy theory thoughts tonight, too. I might do, you know, try to remind me, Chris. I'll do a conspiracy theory thing about 50 minutes from now. Someone printed me out a chart of all the conspiracy theories, and they're awesome. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> but back to, look, back to why I was right. And once again, well, let's let's go back to it once again. Remember, before the Rittenhouse verdict came out, I came on the air, you were sitting there, and I said this. The communist right now is very, very aware of Joe Biden's approval numbers, Kamala Harris's approval numbers. They're very aware of all those elections that just went very bad for them in Virginia and Staten Island and New York and everywhere else. The communist is aware right now the last thing the public needs is more tension, more feeling that things are out of control. The public right now needs to be calmed down. Therefore, you're going to see some protests if Rittenhouse gets off. There's no question about that. I'm not naive. There's going to be some people in the streets and whatnot. It's going to be tame. It's going to last maybe 24 hours. Very little property property damage, probably no loss of life, and it's going to go away Whew. like dust in the wind. Why didn't I know that? Why isn't there another NYPD cop car being torched with a Molotov cocktail like it was last summer? Why? Well, people don't understand what happened last summer. People think that was somehow about... Race, the rights of black people, treated unequally. Last summer had virtually nothing to do with race. Oh, don't get me wrong. I am positive a hundred of our 50 IQ professional athletes wearing their stupid Black Lives Matter shirts, I'm sure they think it's about race. Those are morons. I'm not worried about what they think. I'm sure some of the suburban white kids who decided to drive their $90,000 SUVs into town and attend a Black Lives Matter protest so they could, you know, get down with the commoners for the weekend. I'm sure they think it's about race, too. But they're not driving the bus here. What actually happened last summer? Don't you remember how insane it was? We're going to unpack this. How crazy was it? There's this violent vile domestic terrorist group called Black Lives Matter. I don't know if you remember, but I do remember the night they murdered five police officers in Dallas. I remember it very well. A a huge body count already. And all of a sudden, everyone was wearing their T-shirts. The professional sports leagues had Black Lives Matter written across the floor. That'd be like having Hamas written across the floor of your court. It is. That's a terrorist group. They're a terrorist group. And... All of a sudden, it was everywhere. And of course, every loser in the Republican Party, they all prostrated themselves immediately. I think we should change the name of military bases. Poor black people. Oh, I I remember who you are, James Lankford of Oklahoma. I remember who you are, Coburn of Texas. Don't think I forgot and don't think I won't name names either. I don't care that you're a lofty senator. It means nothing to me. I I remember who had a spine when it mattered and who didn't. Oh, I remember Senator Tim Scott thinking this was the time to propose federal police reform. But none of it had to do with race. What it had to do with was Donald Trump was the president of the United States of America. Donald Trump being president of the United States of America 
was a shock to the system. It was never supposed to happen. Remember, Hillary was just supposed to win. She was Secretary of State, and she was Senator, and she did this, that. Hillary was supposed to win. And all of a sudden comes this bombastic New York businessman. He's talking about illegal immigration. He speaks very plainly. He speaks the language of the blue collar. He caught this wave of popularity, and boom, he gets president. And don't you remember the system immediately began to try to purge him? There's the Mueller investigation, a Russian collusion. And they did everything they could. They impeached the guy twice for nothing, for nothing. And this is why, oh, by the way, he was an extremely accomplished president. We're renegotiating trade deals, foreign policies killing it. I mean, Trump killed it. Everyone remembers the media stuff, but Trump killed it. But they never could finally get rid of him. And they knew they had an election coming. And they knew with the economy still going pretty strong, we have to do something. We have to do something that will cause the average normal citizen to reject the guy who's actually getting things done. Here's how the communist does it. And we're not doing this so we can recap. We're doing this so we understand when it happens again. The way to do that is make sure people feel unsettled and unsafe. What's your job? You have a job. And look, stay-at-home mom's a job if that's what you do. But you have a job. And... You know all the things. You're da- just go over your daily life real quick in your head. Everything your job entails. Whether you're punching in, I don't, whatever you do, everything your job entails. And you're probably pretty decent at it. Maybe not if you just started. Probably de- decent at your job, right? Now, I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine doing your job that you do now, only you're doing that job with a lunatic standing beside you. And he's standing beside you with a gun pointed at your head. And that weapon is cocked and ready to shoot. And his finger is on the trigger. And his hands are really shaky. Maybe some drugs. You don't know what's going on. And I want you to imagine doing that job all day long with this guy following you around with his shaky hand and a wild look in his eyes and that pistol pointed at your head. How well could you do your job? Could you do it at all? Does anything else, does your job even matter at that point in time until you get the lunatic away? That's how the communist operates with your country now. They understand that even if everything's perfect, wife, husband, kids, life's good, job's okay, car's still running fine, making the house payment, got a swimming pool in the community, having a, they understand if everything's going well, they must make you feel unsettled and unsafe because then you won't be able to focus on how well everything's going until you're no longer unsettled and unsafe. And I'm not bringing this up because of what happened in the past. I'm bringing this up because they're going to do it again. I promise they will do it again. They have a blueprint. They know it works. Never let them do it again. It's time to talk about 800,000 non-citizens voting in New York. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. You don't have to wait anymore, Chris. I'm back. Don't worry. <laughs> 800,000. Let's get to this real quick because I have some Thanksgiving stuff I want to go over. 800,000 non-citizens are going to start voting in local elections in New York City. I'm not going to spend long on this at all. I'm just going to point this out. 
there's a reason your southern border is open. We live in the most technologically advanced country in the history of the world. They could secure that border 100% like that, like it was nothing. Instead, people are pouring into this nation. Why do you think that is? Because they want people pouring into this nation. All right, 877-377-4373. What are you thankful for? And speaking of which, my TV show is on tonight, as it is every single night, 9 p.m. Eastern time on The First TV. Go download the app from the App Store, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, my show's on. And my show tonight is called Thank You, America. We're doing a special about everything we are thankful for. We want to have grateful hearts, do we not? People ask all the time. How do I keep my kids from going crazy later on in life, turning into one of these dirty commies? Remember, there is no such thing as a grateful communist. It has never existed in the world. They're all bitter and envious and miserable. Raise your kids to be grateful human beings. If you're an ungrateful person yourself, and maybe you are, something you can work on. We all have things to work on. Well, Everyone but me, Chris. <laughs> listen to these psychopaths. I want you to listen to this nut job. And look, obviously some of this I'm assuming is performance for TV, but I get enough emails and I hear from enough people. These these kind of people are real. It might be a difficult conversation before people step into your house to say, whoa, wait a minute. Where's your card? What's your status yep. before you walk into my home? This is tough because people are all over the map on this. And they're also all over the map with their risk tolerance. But the rapid tests have made this a lot easier. Right. Because whatever people's vaccination status is, we can actually confirm safety on the spot. So if it feels like it's going to be weird, maybe make it kind of fun. Say we're going to start with hors d'oeuvres in the garage. You know, we'll have drinks. <laughs> we'll do our rapid test and then come on in. Right. You can make it playful, make it fun and then be able to enjoy the holiday because you're not worried about safety. OK, for real. Imagine that scene playing out. Uh, sorry, Dad, thanks for coming to visit. Appreciate it. Haven't seen you in a couple months. Uh, you are in luck, Dad. We have those delicious little Smokies in the garage. Come on out and let me jam something up your nose. For These people are out of their mind. This has become, coronavirus itself has become an offset religion from communism. It's, ama- it's what it's become. I, I, this article, this is from the New York Times. Remember, the New York Times is the biggest paper in the United States of America. All right, you ready? Despite vaccines, I love that part, the U.S. has lost more lives to COVID this year than last. And the sub, the subtitle's the best. The higher death toll is attributed to lower than needed vaccination rates and the, relaxation, the relaxation of everyday precautions amid a rise of the highly contagious Delta variant. Let's just pause just for one moment. Lower than needed vaccination rates are the cause. That, that's the reason more people have died from COVID this year than last year. But we didn't even have a vaccine last year. Has anyone, do, these people, do these people read back to themselves the thing they write down? Or are they so far gone, like that Yuri Bezmenov clip we play all the time, where, where he says the facts... Tell nothing to him. You remember, we've played it for you a thousand times. I'm sure Chris is probably digging it up as we speak again. 
are they so far gone that they don't they can write down an outright lie that contradicts itself and th- there's nothing they can do to see it uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore a person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information the facts tell nothing to him uh, even if I shower him with information with, with authentic proof with documents with pictures even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it. Boy, does that ring true once again? So think about think about this if you're writing this down. As you're, you're a New York Times author. You're writing an article trying to figure out why there are more COVID deaths this year than last year. And you're attributing it to low vaccination rates this year? When last year the vaccine didn't exist. Oh, and there's another part of this as well. And the relaxation of everyday precautions. I'll ask this again. I keep asking it because nobody seems to be able to give me an answer. If coronavirus spreads when you get in close proximity with people... Why? I remember that's what they told us, right? You just have to stand six feet away and wear, wear your face mask. Wear five of them. Wear a face shield. That's what they've told us. You get in close proximity with people, you spread coronavirus, and it kills people. That's what I've been told. It's what you've been told a thousand times. I have to ask once again, why aren't people dying in droves after these football games where 80, 90, 100,000 people are jam-packed next to each other, coughing, sweating, hugging, clapping, cheering for hours on end. Why are there no coronavirus spikes after football games? Remember, we were told there were going to be, but Fauci, of course, came out as soon as the states like Texas announced they were just going forward. This is this is crazy. It's going to be a huge spike. And then there wasn't a spike, and they interviewed him again. He's like, well, I mean, it, it takes a couple weeks. Let's hang on. And then there was no spike, so they just chose to never ask another follow-up question on why there wasn't a spike. But I'm asking it now. I was told by the experts. I was was told repeatedly. I was lectured. I remember because I was there. I was lectured to follow the science and social distancing. Stand six feet away. You can still look. It's on the elevator right here in my building. Stand six feet away. Social distancing. So this is something people are still following. And everyone hearing the sound of my voice in a blue area is still getting beaten over the face with this. I was told, getting together without a mask, you're going to die. I, I, I was told these things time and time again. That's what the experts told me. Why have more people died this year from coronavirus when they say 75% of the adult population is vaccinated? Why have more died this year than last year? Anyone? And you say it's because of the relaxed precautions. Look at New York's coronavirus cases right now versus a place like Florida who's been open for over a year. Why aren't people dying in droves in Florida? Is anyone ready to have this talk? Anyone? Ah, Maybe we're not ready. Who knows? Again, what are you thankful for? 877-377-4373. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be mom. It can be water. It could be the clothes on your back. Look around you. 
Take an honest assessment of what you have in your life. What are you grateful for? We all want to be grateful people, do we not? All right, I'm so excited, Chris. I'm so excited for the conspiracy chart. Somebody printed me off a chart of conspiracy theories, and we're going to go through it together in about uh, 15 minutes from now. Chris, is it the top of the hour or the bottom of the hour? It's the top of the hour. At the top of the hour, we're going to go over. See, Chris, how professional I'm getting with the radio stuff? Top of the hour. Don't forget, we're going to go over conspiracy theories. I'll see if I believe in any of them. Chris, I would get ready with the Google machine or whatever you use over there because I'm going to need you to explain a lot of these. I, I, I don't understand what some of these are. Now, speaking of teaching your kids, I just talked about being grateful. Do you want your kids to understand what property rights are? You think that would be something that's important for them? Do you want your kids to understand freedom of speech? Do you want them to understand what communism is? Do you want them to be able to identify it? Personal freedom. Do you think that's something your kids should know? Remember, your kid does not have to be a communist until he grows up. There are freedom-loving kids all across the planet. Why? Because they study the right things when they're younger. Yeah, I, I tell you to go get the Tuttle Twins books because they are entertaining, and your kid will love them. No matter what your kid's age, they have them for all ages. They're great. But more than anything, I want a generation of trained freedom fighters. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That gets you 35% off, by the way. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. You get free activity workbooks. These are things you can and should read with your child. We all need to get smarter, don't we? TuttleTwinsJesse.com for 35% off. All right, 877-377-4373. We'll take your calls when we get back. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It's The Jesse Kelly Show. And if you missed any part of The Jesse Kelly Show, you can catch the whole thing on iTunes, iHeart, Google, Spotify. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We'll be back in the chair on Friday for Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So get your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. For you new listeners, and apparently there are a lot, so I have to keep giving out these little disclaimers for the new listeners on Fridays. As you can tell, the show's a little different anyway, but on Friday, it's all your questions. The week is heavy enough. We don't have to do politics all the time on Friday, too. So whatever you email in, your question could be about politics. That's totally fine. But you want to talk history? You want to talk uh, relationships, employers, employees, travel, food, stupid stuff, whatever you want to talk, we'll talk about it on Friday. Let's get to some emails. There are literally millions of podcasts available. I bounce around between about 20 of them. The one thing that most sets you apart is your knowledge of history and your storytelling ability that you use to explain history. See that, Chris? Compliments of me. <laughs> when you changed formats and dropped the history lesson, daily history lesson, I went into withdrawal and tried out a few history podcasts by other people, and they sucked. <laughs> so I'm very happy you're bringing history back to some extent. Thank you. Right, let me do a little housekeeping here for people who don't know what this uh, gentleman is talking about. Before the show went supernova and, and I signed with Premier. It was much, much, much smaller. I was on about 10 cities. And don't get me wrong, I was thrilled to be doing it. Very, very thrilled. Very grateful for the opportunity to even do it. But we would do the basically the first hour of every show every day 
was a history lesson. I would tell just a historical story all over the map, battles and wars and individuals and explorers and all kinds of stuff. And all those, by the way, are still, they're still all available on iTunes, aren't they, Chris? On iTunes, you can actually scroll through the old episodes and Chris separated out the history lesson one. And there's tons and tons and tons of them on there. And since, since everything has moved so fast for me here, now I'm doing about five hours of media every day, which is, it's way too much, but it's fine. I'm not crying. I talk into a microphone. I'll be fine. But it's, it's too much. It's too much to keep doing the history story every day because I got to do about two or three hours of research for a history story. That is coming back to some extent, though, because they're building us this new studio. And at this new studio, it'll be closer to my house. It's going to free up a lot more time. It's going to let me do hopefully a once a week, that's what we're going for, history segment. That's one. Two. People talk about my uh, storytelling ability uh, when it comes to, well, various things. But when it comes to history, people enjoy it. Let me, let me tell everybody something here. You don't need any formal training to be able to tell a story. There are two gigantic mistakes people make all the time when they try to tell a story. That's why you say your other history podcasts you listen to, that's why you say they suck. Now, I say there are some out there that are pretty good, but I understand what you're saying because I've listened to a lot of garbage. This is why they suck, and this is why a lot of people cannot tell a story. One, and this is really, really, really important, really important. Are you telling the story for you, or are you telling the story for the people who are listening? And this goes to a selfish or selflessness thing. What do I mean by that? Let me explain. Let me explain. If I was to, let's say I went home tonight and... uh, just pick a battle, the Battle of Midway. Battle of Midway is a big battle. What if I was to go home tonight and I was to spend two, three, four hours tearing through research on the Battle of Midway? I've got books in front of me. I've got charts and graphs. I've Shoot, I watched a documentary. I just have hours and hours. That's a lot of knowledge. Two, three, four hours would give me a lot of knowledge on the Battle of Midway. It would give me a lot of knowledge you don't have on the Battle of Midway. You're busy. You did something else last night. I went home and geeked out on the Battle of Midway. And then I showed up tomorrow, and I decided I wanted to tell you a history story, a story about the Battle of Midway. Well, I know more than you in that moment because of what I just did the night before. I know more than you. And I can tell that history story so you will be wowed by how much more knowledgeable about the subject I am than you are. But that would be selfish. I could tell you that story. Or I could tell you that story as if I want you to feel it and understand actually what happened and be there. I don't tell the story about history as if I'm speaking to somebody who went and researched it like I just nerded out on. Because then if I did that, what would happen is I would talk over everybody's head. And don't get me wrong. People would walk away saying, man, that guy is super sharp. He knows his history, but you wouldn't have actually enjoyed it, and you certainly wouldn't remember any of it. I talked over your head the whole time. Well, if you deal with this class of destroyer and then captain, he was on the he was over in the bulwark, and that, and I start using all these words and terms you don't understand, talking over your head. Oh, I'd make myself feel really good, but that's a selfish way to tell a story. Am I telling it for you, or am I telling it for me? You tell a story for the people who are listening, not to make yourself look smart which leads us directly into number two. 
details. Now, this is easy for me because I'm not a detail person. But you're either born this way or not. My wife is a detail freak. Chris is a detail person. He, I, want to know, I want to know the tactical specs. Of the, I, I couldn't possibly care less about any of that. Where's the chair? Where's the microphone? I'll sit down and do it. I'm not a detail person. That doesn't make me better. Doesn't make me worse. God, God made me different. People screw up telling stories all the time because they put way too many details in there and people don't understand and you lose them. Back to Midway. If I was to come on here and start a Midway story and instead of talking about explosions and this burning heat and this guy was, he was watching this guy burn alive and this ship until if I was doing, instead of doing that, if I was saying things that Lieutenant Bridges got with uh, Admiral Johnson and Admiral Johnson went over to the Coxswain and Coxswain Murphy, he was actually born in August, but uh, but, uh, in September of that year, his mother died September 31st. Your eyes have already glossed over. You stopped paying attention already. You don't care anymore. I just bored you with all the details. You're not going to remember the details anyway. Hit the high points. Make sure you make them feel it. Don't talk over their head and hit the high points. You can tell a story about anything. It's not some special skill. I think it's something anybody can do. All right. Back to conspiracy theory time. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Yes. And in case you're wondering once again, and I'm going to get to conspiracy theories here in a second, and we'll get to your phone calls, 877-377-4373. What's on the menu in the Kelly household is beef tenderloin. No, we didn't get a big cut of it. That thing costs a fortune. So we got a little beef tenderloin. The wife makes the best fettuccine Alfredo ever, so we're having that. I'm sure she's making some kind of gross vegetable or something. Red Lobster's Cheddar Bay Biscuits are available in box form in the store. What, Chris? That was my suggestion. What's your problem? So we're having Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits. And then for dessert, Berry Cobbler with homemade vanilla ice cream on the top of it. Daggone. I'm so excited. I love to eat. All right. I saw this headline. Speaking of conspiracy theories, quote, I am not suicidal, and I would never be. Documents reveal Jeffrey Epstein in good spirits days before his death. By the way, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, his partner. What, Chris? Ghislaine Maxwell, his partner, she's about to go on trial. You should probably keep your eyes on this. Uh, No, it's set to start at the end of November, Chris. She's not on trial yet. Jeez, Chris, read the news. Do I have to handle all the heavy lifting? Chris thought she was already on trial. Trial has not begun. Trial is about to begin. But whatever. We're not talking about Ghislaine here. Jeffrey Epstein. Do you remember how insane that was when Jeffrey Epstein died? Remember, this guy's a billionaire. He apparently has dirt on everyone. Remember the painting? Do you remember the painting of Bill Clinton that was in Jeffrey Epstein's house? There's a painting. Look, you don't believe me or, or don't know what I'm talking about. If you're not driving, I encourage you to do an internet image search of Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton painting. And Clinton's there and he's in a dress. It, it, it's really, really weird. It's very weird. 
And this lady's about to go on trial for allegedly helping him run this trafficking ring, which looks like the darkest thing in the world. And it's worldwide. And there are UK princes in there. As I just said, United States presidents, actors. There there are a lot of very wealthy, very important people in there. Important. But you you understand what I'm saying. And so let me once again tell you what I think happened in general, and then I'll tell you specifically. One, we're not stupid. All the cameras went out that night. The guards fell asleep. Okay, come on, come on. How did he die? Did he do it? Or did someone else do it? I actually am in the camp, and this is a total guess. I have no idea. I wasn't there. I don't think we'll ever know. If I had to guess, I would say... Somebody had a sit down with Jeffrey Epstein and they simply told him in no uncertain terms, you need to go ahead and off yourself or we are going to do blank. And now what does blank mean? I don't know what's important to him. Does he have a family member or someone he loves? But that is oftentimes how these things work. That's not just in the movies. Hey, make sure this gets done. Don't be alive tomorrow morning or, and I'm making this up. I don't even know if he has one or, or your, 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 your long lost daughter is going to get it. We'll, we'll show, we'll send you pictures after that stuff happens. That's what I actually believe happened. But in general, always remember this, not because it matters to Epstein or, or anything, but because there's always something like this that pops up in the world. Rich, powerful people. What do rich people have? We talked about it a million times. They have ac- they have what? Access. They have access. Access to what? Anything. Super wealthy people have access to anything. If they want the best medical care, they can afford it. Can you afford the best medical care in the world? Can you uh, hop on a private plane tonight and fly to uh, Germany where some high-end surgeon will do some experimental surgery on you? Of course not. I can't. We can't do that. What if, uh, what if, what if tonight, what if you were in the mood, what if you were in the mood to go down to this bakery you ate at in Prague that one time, they made, they made the best scones in there and that's what you're in the mood for. Could you have those tonight or relatively soon? Of course not. You don't have access to that. Rich people do. They'll be there tomorrow or however long it takes to fly there. Probably make a phone call. They'll open up the bakery for them. That's just, that's how these people live. That's the good part of it. Well, I don't even know if you can say that's the good part. That's that part of it. There's a dark part of it. Super wealthy, super powerful people also have access to ugly parts of this world. They have access to parts of this world that can clean up messes they need cleaned up. That's what I believe. That's what I've always believed. Yeah, we actually are going to keep track of this trial as much as humanly possible just because of how many major names are apparently attached to this whole thing. Speaking of conspiracy theories, there are, I mean, if you read the lists that are already coming out, and I'm not going to read those just yet, that is creepy. All right. Will in Carlsbad. Go, boss. What are you thankful for? Okay, I am especially thankful this year being with my children, both of whom attended major universities here in California. And by luck or by what I instilled and my wife did, 
They came out sharing the same conservative values that you and I embrace. And one went to USC, one went to UC San Diego. But, but guess what? Their children are also growing up knowing the values of why the commies are bad and the conservatives are good. So huh. keep up the fight. We're rebels here on the West Coast. We have no intention of leaving. I know you invited me to Texas, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're dug in here. How about that? We're going to make it work. How about that? Good for you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Will. That has to feel good because you know if you got your kid at a university right now, you're waking up every day thinking, oh, no, has he turned into Che yet? You know, you know you're worried about that. I certainly would be. Steven in Lake City. Go, boss. Hey, how are you doing? Let's cover this. Let's look. Let's cover this. Remember. On this show, we don't do small talk. There's no hi. There's no how are you doing. When I go to you, I, remember, that it's not about you. I mean, we're not having a private conversation on the phone. The entire United States of America, or a big portion, a, a, a lot of people are listening. City to city, coast to coast. They don't want to hear us share small talk. So when I go, it is critical that you get right to the point. And it's not critical for me. It's critical for you. Conspiracy theory chart that was printed off for me. Chris, I need you to start looking stuff up immediately. Okay, Holocaust denial. I think I get that one. I get what deep state is. What, reptilian overlords? That's stupid. No one actually believes in that. Okay, let's forget about that. Bill Gates and depopulation. Why is that a conspiracy theory? That's he's pretty much open about. No, I'm that serious. Bill Gates is pretty much open about that. He's on the record a million times acting as if humans are some disease on the planet. And I'm sure I mean I'm sure we shouldn't at all be nervous about his role in any of the current stuff. A Pizzagate. Chris, what is do I want to know what Pizzagate is? It's really complicated, you say, and it's probably half true. You know what? I'm not going into that because I have no idea what that means. But I will tell you, I, I love pizza. Does that, does that, does it, oh no, we're not allowed to say that? Is that a bad part of it? Here, all right, forget about Pizzagate. UFOs. All right, hit me with this. And there's no judgment here. You know, I, you know, I'm the least judgmental person in the world. Chris, what, Chris? Do you believe in actual aliens? Chris does. Michael? Michael does not. Okay. Now, I didn't make this argument. People have made this argument before, and I'm piggybacking on them because that's where I get all my best takes. I steal them from other people. But the argument genuinely is the universe is so gigantic, doesn't it make the most sense in the world there are aliens out there? Now, Chris, do you, do you think they visited Earth? You don't think they visited Earth? Well, that's disappointing. I wanted them to visit Earth. The Titanic never sank is a conspiracy theory? People are weird. Watergate is considered a conspiracy theory? Watergate's kind of a fact. What, Chris? I understand the Titanic had two sister ships. I did a whole history podcast on this one time, Chris. Golly. You know what? Let's pause for a minute on Watergate now that I'm going to get distracted by something. People understand what happened during Watergate, right? I mean rooting around in the enemy's campaign files trying f to look for dirt. Um, people are aware that what the FBI did with 
the either knowledge or flat-out direction of Barack Obama is way worse than anything Richard Nixon did. Barack Obama just happened to do it using the FBI. That's a really, really, really big deal. All right, more conspiracy theories and things you're grateful for, 877-377-4373. But you ever read to your kids? Do you teach your kids things? I try to, as often as humanly possible, teach my kids things. Whenever I see them struggling with something, if I feel like I can throw some obnoxious dad life lesson in there, I try to give it to them because I want them to understand how to think. I want them to understand how to think about the things they see in this world. When I tell you to go get the Tuttle Twins books for your kids, that's why. Because it teaches them more than just repeating talking points. Anyone can do that. A robot can do that. It teaches your kids how to think. Why is why is freedom of speech even important? I don't understand. Why shouldn't the government be big? Uh, property rights, what are those? Communism, I don't understand. Don't make your kids learn talking points. Teach them how to think. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That'll get you 35% off no matter the age of your kids. They have books there your kids will love, and you will too. Read them with your kids. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Used to daydream in that small town. I also want to briefly address one myth about inflated gas prices. They're not due to environmental measures. My effort to combat climate change is not raising the price of gas or increasing its availability. It, what it's doing, it's increasing the availability of jobs. Jobs building electric cars like the one I drove at the GM Detroit, the GM factory in Detroit last week. Yeah, we, we got it, Joe. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, the things I'm doing, shutting down pipelines, stopping drilling on federal lands, that's not raising the price of gas. Are you crazy? Remember my sky is green theory? They prove it more and more every single day. These people are morons. These people are morons. They're not trying to fix it. And remember, the energy secretary herself, she came out. She had a, I love when these guys see they all go the, do these media tours where they go on 10 different shows. But because they talk so much, eventually they'll accidentally say the truth. The energy secretary, she knows we're just transitioning. I mean, the message is that this, we are in a transition. And the transition does not happen overnight. And we recognize we're not going to flip a switch and be completely um, all clean because we haven't done the, the investment necessary. We're just in a transition. Remember, they're not looking at high gas prices and concerned with themselves. Joe Biden, you know where Joe Biden currently is? As you're hearing the sound of my voice, you know where Joe Biden is? He's at a billionaire's house on Nantucket. Joe Biden doesn't care if the price of gas turns into $15 a gallon. Not a single thing in his life changes. Not a single thing in his life changes. These people are completely disconnected from reality. And they love, love that people can't afford gas because they want to just destroy it. Back to conspiracy theories here. Before I get to your calls, 877-377-4373. I am curious about this one, Chris. Uh, you may be able to weigh in. Jewish space lasers? Is that something people actually believe in? What is it?
Okay, so that's because some people were Jewish and then they converted and then they spilled the beans. So you people have space lasers? Who are they aimed at, Chris? <laughs> he said, I don't have to worry. He vouched for me. Thanks, Chris. I feel better now. Well, never mind that. I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to stress it. Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. Why do people act as if so many of these things are still conspiracy theories? Do people not read or look anything up? It's not... It's not complicated why Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. I mean, we don't. We may not know the exact details, although there are people out there who will testify to the exact details. They wrote a book about it, but we do know why Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. Jimmy Hoffa decided to start linking up with the American Mafia. The American Mafia decided to start taking loans from the gigantic pension funds. These unions have huge pension funds. Only Jimmy Hoffa... I'm not exactly saying Hoffa was a stand-up guy, but Hoffa did actually, by all appearances, care about his union and care about his union members. He never let the mob take advantage of it. Jimmy Hoffa would say, no, 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 you cannot have another loan. No, you need to pay this back. And he's giving up low or no interest loans. The mob has free money that they could at least take loans out on and then pay back. So it's one of those win-win things. Jimmy Hoffa eventually gets bounced for that. I forget the details. He might have gone to prison for a while. I haven't looked up looked this up for a while. And then he comes back, and he's no longer the head of the union, but he wants to become the head of the union. The head of the union who took over when Jimmy was gone let the mob do whatever they wanted. They could just reach their hand in that cookie jar anytime they wanted and jack as much money out of there. Jimmy Hoffa was a lot of things. Uh, aware of the people he was dealing with was apparently not one of them. He not only said, I'm, I'm going to take over the union again, he was very loud about the fact these loans, you're not, you're not going to be taking loans out anytime you want when I take over. Well, the mob's not going to take that. They just killed him. But people do forget how much crossover there was. If you ever geek out on mafia stuff, people forget how much crossover there was between unions and the mob. You'd have mob guys who were union guys and vice versa. And people forget, especially back in the day, how much violence there was, not just with the mob, the union. Union to blow up your car. I mean, back in the day, they were there were huge brawls with weapons in the streets. It was it was pretty vicious back then. It's not a mystery why Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. You can argue where his body may or may not be today, but everybody knows why Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. Brian in Illinois, go boss. Yeah, I was calling about the whole Q conspiracy thing, and my opinion on it was, you know, how many coincidences till something actually becomes factual? I don't, I've got to be honest, and I'm really, I probably should have looked this one up. I've hewed QAnon. Q, is that how you say it, Chris? QAnon? Q, is that not it? QAnon? QAnon. See that? Look at, I have obviously heard people throw this word around on the internet a lot, and Unless something is spoon-fed to me, it has to be something that interests me or I won't look into it at all. I have no idea what QAnon is. None. I know it's always dismissed by people, but I have no idea what it is. I have no idea if it's real, so I'm not taking any stance on it. Another one on this list is Charles Manson is a CIA CIA asset. I mean, I'm not going to say he is. I'm not going to say he isn't, but... Wouldn't it make sense? No, no. Charles Manson was just a flat-out nut job. Remember, Charles Manson, people forget, Charles Manson was trying 
to spark a race war. All that stuff, all, all that all that helter-skelter stuff, all that stuff. You had this nutball Manson, who was apparently a very charismatic nutball. You had this nutball Manson, and then you had this day and age where people were doing a lot of drugs. I, I, a lot of drugs. And I, and I don't mean the devil's lettuce. A lot of acid and really crazy stuff that messes up your mind like that. People got hooked up with Manson. And he convinced them that they were going to start, I mean, basically the end of the world by starting this race war. All the people, all the people that they killed, they were going to try to pin that on, I forget what black group it was, maybe the Black Panthers. They were going to try to pin it on black people to try to kick off some kind of race war. I don't know about the whole CIA thing. I think people attribute a lot more to the CIA than the CIA, frankly, is capable of. Have you seen the people who direct our CIA? Uh, I don't know that they're that good. All right, Shamika Michelle, Lord willing, we're not going to have to beep out any words, and she won't get us kicked off the air. She is coming up next, though. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Joining me now is my friend, host of the Cut the Bull podcast. Also, she's a contributor to Fearless with Jason Whitlock, who you know we love. Shamika, Michelle, Shamika, first and foremost, let's get it out of the way. Are there any conspiracy theories you believe in? Go. Ooh, conspiracy theories. Yes, I don't trust the government. I think that <laughs> <laughs> anything the government does, pretty much, I, I don't really trust it at all. I think they have something up their sleeve. <laughs> Shamika, why do people choose to be politicians? I mean, the, the the lifestyle itself sucks, right? It's not like they're that rich. They don't. They don't have the freedom that you and I have to go out and about. People are always yelling at them. You have to call people and ask for money all the time. Everyone hates doing that. Why become a politician? Why do they love it so much? Because it gets them rich. They go into office and they're broke, and then all of a sudden they come out and they're multimillionaires. So obviously they're lining their pockets some way. So I feel like that's why a lot of them go into it, because they're stealing money. Which direction is this country going? I obviously know things aren't going great under Joe Biden. I'm not not naive. But do you think we're about to hit a bottom and come rocketing up out of this? Or do you think it just keeps going downhill from here? I definitely think we're going to hit a bottom. But I am trusting in the men, the real men of the country, not the ones that are trying to stuff their foot into a Barbie doll slipper, but the <laughs> actual men of the country. Uh, to to get us out of this mess that we have created for ourselves. So I do think that we have the potential to bounce back, but it's going to take the men actually being men and being leaders because otherwise, us women, we would mess it up. We would have everyone sitting around <laughs> crying and holding hands and having a kumbaya session. Shabika, why don't more men do this? Why why aren't Why haven't the men been leading? Why have they stepped aside? Uh, they've been neutered. Is that what it is for? Is it neutered or spayed for men? That's what's happened. That they've allowed the women to just snatch them by. I know this is a family show. Snatch them where they shouldn't have been snatched, and maybe you. they, you know, hung them on the tree for an ornament or something. I don't know. But I think that's why some men haven't stood up. We've kind of just beat them down over the decades. 
to just not even want to fight, like not want to be a man. It's easier to not be a man than to be a man in this country right now. That's probably true. Well, look, let's all let's you you and me. We're going to get smarter together here. I I'm always been, I'm always curious about inflation and fi- figuring out you know, the real details behind it. So I want to play for you our fearless vice president today when she was asked about it. Prices have gone up, and families and individuals are dealing with the realities of, of the, that bread costs more, that gas costs more. <laughs> Shamika, it does do my heart well to know that she is currently the backup plan to Joe. Yeah, that's that's very discouraging. That's something I would say, right? Because I I recognize, I don't know if anybody else recognized, but I recognize the crab legs have gone up. They went from nine ninety nine a pound to about sixteen ninety nine, and I'm upset about it. I'm sure you know most people that get food stamps. Like if you get food stamps, that's one of your splurge items, right? So I feel like everybody that put uh, Joe Biden in office is feeling the way I feel about crab legs because I have to buy mine straight out. I don't get food stamps. But I think people notice that those crab legs have gone up, and that's an answer I would have given. For the vice president to be saying that, like it's no big deal, her food has gone up, it really shows how ignorant she is and this she's not the person for the job, but of course she's black and she's a woman. That's the only reason why she's there in the first place. Shamika, what's on the Thanksgiving table in your house tomorrow? Well, we are going to my cousin's house, but I have to take Caribbean cabbage, macaroni and cheese, dressing, and uh, homemade cranberry sauce. Okay, I, I need you to pause for me for a second. Mac and cheese. Please tell me there's some Shamika Michelle special mac and cheese recipe you can drop on everybody right now. Well, I can't because I'm scared that, you know, some other woman would actually try <laughs> to be making it for my man and I I need it to be special. <laughs> so okay. I never give my recipes out, only to my children. Speaking with Shamika Michelle, she is the host of the Cut the Bull podcast. Shamika We've had a couple big trials past couple days, well, past past week or so, the Rittenhouse thing, the Arbery thing, and there's plenty to complain about, obviously, at all times, but it looks like, at least in these two cases, justice was done and people can feel good about stuff. Why should we feel good for a day? You know, that's the same way I was feeling. I was thinking we've had a really good week when it comes to justice in the United States. And so I don't understand why people are complaining, except that they are living unhappy lives. They have unhappy spouses and things just aren't going well for them because the justice system has shown this week that we have hope. And the division that people are trying to cause between the races is not winning. We are winning as people and coming together and not being divided. So I I'm very happy with both cases and the turnout. Uh, Of course, I'm happy because I predicted them both the the right way. I'm a woman. We like to think that we know it all. So (laughs) I think we should all be celebrating and just be thankful on tomorrow that what they are trying to do as far as dividing us is not working. 
Shamika, I've always argued the divide in this country is not really along skin color lines. It's not along religion lines. Divide really is honestly between rural and urban. I, I And the people in my area, in the burbs of Texas, they're all different colors, all different religions. We're all pretty much the same. We all drink beer on the weekend, hang out with the family, throw horseshoes, do normal things. But the people who live in big cities, especially these Democrats, it's like they it's like they reside in a completely different world. They they definitely do because those are, and those are the ones that are saying things like defund the police, you know. And I'm thinking, do you even have any type of dealing with the police? Most of these are people behind I don't know gates or just just crazy. I I wouldn't go to New York. I wouldn't live there. Sorry if you're from New York uh, listening to me, but I would never want to live there. Would never want to live in California. Those people are absolute nutcases. And um, I I just don't even understand what we are doing and why we even want to be divided. I like to laugh. I like to joke. I just said you're my favorite misogynist. (laughs) Um, And I feel like if everybody just kind of relaxed a little bit and stopped looking for something to be angry at, we could all get along a lot better. Agreed. Finally. Uh, Postal Service has a new ad out. It's called Daddy Caught Kissing Santa Claus. Shamika, hasn't this stuff, isn't everybody so tired of getting waterboarded with this at all times? It's so over the top. Now, I think people are sick of it. I think most people are sick of it, but I wish that the people that were sick of it, like you and I, would speak up and speak louder. But, you know, people are afraid of being canceled. People don't want to lose their friends and their family. But for me, I have children. And so I am fighting every day because I want my children to live in the same society like I did. So what we're seeing, Daddy kissing Santa Claus, that's disgusting. That's really disgusting. And that goes back to me saying, and this is not about sexuality or who you choose to be with, at, at night, but this is about men understanding their role and their purpose in this earth realm and understanding that you don't need to be somewhere as a kin trying to slip your foot into a Barbie slipper. It's, we we got to stand up and we got to call this foolishness out and, and be loud about it. Shamika Michelle, that's, the that's Cut, nasty. Cut the Bull <laughs> podcast. You have a happy Thanksgiving, Shamika. We love you. Thank you, you too. Listen, part of fighting back against all the cultural insanity out there means you and me being a lot more selective with where we spend and don't spend our money. Who's your mobile dealer? Uh, Who's your mobile? What's your mobile service? Is it T-Mobile? Is it AT&T? Is it Verizon? And again, I'm never going to judge you for that. I've actually had all three. I've given all three of those companies plenty of my money. There's no judgment here. But you know, Pure Talk is right there. They're on the same 5G network, unlimited talk text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. Just $30 a month. I got my whole family on it. We're just a Pure Talk family now. You have nothing to lose because they have a 30-day guarantee from your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. We'll be back with your phone calls. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. 
the Jesse Kelly Show, and you can let me know what you're thankful for. You know what else I'm thankful for? That I'm on television, too. What, Chris? Sometimes I don't just want to hear me. I want to look at me. My show, we have a Thanksgiving special on. The, the, the channel is the first TV. You just go to the App Store and download it. Every night, 9 p.m. Eastern, I do a show there. Tabor in New York City. Go. Hey, Jesse, the crazy but in a good way guy. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I had this wonderization about the Biden administration because everything they do, they claim it's with the best intentions at heart. So if you look at the XL pipeline that Joe canceled, he was doing it to save the environment. Then they, in New York State, they shut down the state as well as other blue states to, to save people's lives during COVID. That was also with good intentions. And then the, they're spending all this money to give us programs and to build infrastructure. Great intentions, but why do all their good intentions end up with disastrous results? Because now we have gasoline prices through the roof. Because, well, that's what they want. They want disastrous results. And remember, this is not. We don't live in a new era. People, especially the leaders of a society, doing horrible things to their people, like Joe Biden has, and doing it in the name of the public health. The greater good, the public good. They always use those words. It's always, it's always, every single terrible thing that's ever happened in a society, it's always been for the greater good. And the craziest thing is, oftentimes, these people believe they are serving a greater good. I mean, I mean, wrap your mind around like Mao. We talked about Mao a bit last night. There are estimates out there. We don't know because there are so many. There are estimates out there that Mao killed 70 million people. 70 million people. That, that is such, that level of loss of life, of misery, it's staggering. It's beyond, it's beyond the human mind to comprehend a number as big as 70 million. You, you can't really figure it out. He killed that many people. And Mao, Mao went to his grave thinking he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. These people, I'm telling you, nuts. Chad, in the middle of Ohio. Go, bud. Hey, I'm just saying for guys like Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, he's a great role model for our youth, and it gives us all a lot of comfort that there is guys like that out there at such a young age that can keep their heads straight, make decisive actions, and just overcome all of everything and uh, have great courage. Amen. Amen. I'm grateful for him, too. I, um, I'll be on actually Tucker Carlson's show tonight to talk a little bit about his interview with him. But again, I reiterate what I've been saying about Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, I'm glad he went on Tucker Carlson because it's the biggest show out there. I'm glad he went on there to get his message out. I hope sincerely, I sincerely hope now he goes away for a while. I don't think he should be on everybody's TV and radio show. I just don't. I think he should get away Go away. Go try to live a normal life. See this? D.C. homicide level is the highest since 2003. And we're going to talk about this again because this is going to keep coming up and I keep struggling with it. There's good Jesse and there's bad Jesse. Good Jesse doesn't want, obviously, anyone to get murdered. That's terrible. And I don't want the poor people of Washington, D.C., To live in a war zone. And I'm telling you, if you've never been there, northern Washington, D.C. is rough. And I mean real rough. I've told you my northern Washington, D.C. story before. It's rough up there. At the same time, what is it? 
92% Democrat. Chris, I believe it's the highest percentage of Democrat in the country, Washington, D.C. 97? Chris said 97% Democrat. Tell me why I'm supposed to care. You wanted this. You wanted this. This is the city. This is the city that had a guy who got busted smoking crack, and they sent him right back to office. You remember that? This is the city. Your, your mayor, Bowser, She's been caught a thousand different times violating her own coronavirus rules. And they'll all go right back to the polls and vote for the Democrat again the next time. So when things like this happen in cities, even cities I love, how much am I supposed to care? I care about the good people who are stuck there. But you keep voting for these war zones time and time and time again. Did you see the nutball who just got elected in Boston? Boston's, gosh, is there an American city with more history? Boston's awesome. Oh, Chris, you haven't heard about this lady? Boston, one of the great American cities, just elected a full-blown communist. When when Boston goes downhill, inevitably, as it will, that's just not debatable, it's going to go downhill. Shout out to the great WRKO, by the way. But when Boston goes downhill, how am I supposed to feel bad for the city as a whole? Individuals, yeah, of course, because there are some blood-red conservatives there. But overall, am I supposed to shed a tear for Boston? Really? You keep voting for it. And I struggle with this. If you believe Joe Biden won the election fairly, or at least there wasn't enough cheating to make a difference, if you're the type of person who believes that, I struggle right now with, as a nation, how bad I feel for my country. Oh, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for me. I fill up my car with gas, have to buy food. Don't get me wrong. There are individual cases, but as a whole, people complaining about inflation, congratulations. You got what you you voted for. Uh, I can't believe the southern border is open. This is nuts. Really? Joe Biden campaigned and openly said in the Democrat primary that he would encourage a surge on the border. He said it. He wasn't even subtle about it. Those were his plain words. I'd have a surge at the border. That's what he said. Uh, How bad am I supposed to feel for the country? Is what he said. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. He told them to surge it. Uh, I'd make sure they can surge the border and, and seek asylum. Oh, wow, there's a surge at the border. I can't believe it. How'd that happen? It look. People have to get better with how they vote. They just do. People have to take – it's not even as if I expect everyone to be you. I expect everyone to tune into political shows and whatnot. I, that, that, that may be too far. You can't take 10 minutes online and figure out the different candidates and things they said about issues you care about before you go in and vote. Is that – if that's where we are – and I know that's not where you are, but if that's where we are as a nation – well, then we're already done anyway. If people in the information age, if people can't be bothered, well, then you get what you get. Don't throw a fit. We got a, We still got a whole hour, and it's going to be a good one. Hang on. of the Jesse Kelly show. Do not forget. We won't be here tomorrow. We're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving, eating decent food. Unlike you. We'll talk about that in a second, but 
We'll be back on Friday for Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They don't have to be political. Remember, they can be anything you want. Look, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving here in a second. I'm going to get to more of your emails. But I just think, I think in times like this, when things, they can seem so complicated. Don't they seem complicated to you? They seem complicated to me so much. And words like inflation, gosh, how do you even unpack everything that means with inflation and what goes into it? That's why I'm grateful somebody thought to ask Kamala Harris about inflation today. Uh, prices have gone up. And families and individuals are dealing with the realities of, of the, that bread costs more, that gas costs more. What would you say you do here? <laughs> Thanks, Dome. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for laying all that out for us. The best part is there's no good answer. They just keep blowing money, and then they pass this huge bill, so they're just, just jacking inflation through the roof, and then they have no—what are they supposed to say? I mean, the truth is prices have gone up. <laughs> Gosh, geez. All right. It's rare, very rare— that I give NBC any credit. I mean, they're gigantic and they're powerful, but man, they lie so much. It's just become a communist rag, but they accidentally made a really, really solid point here. And while we are on the topic of something that could be controversial, perhaps forego the turkey. Bear with me. I know that is the staple of the Thanksgiving meal. However, some people think turkey is overrated. And so it tends to be the most expensive thing on the table. Maybe you do an Italian feast instead. And I will say this. If you tell everyone you're having a Thanksgiving without turkey, some guests may drop off the list. And that's a way to cut costs, too. I hate these people. I was going to make a funny point about it because turkey sucks. And we'll talk about that in a second. But are these people not the worst propagandists in the world? This regime screws up every single part of this economy. Real people out there, I mean, I don't even mean to laugh. People are struggling. People are struggling right now. Changing Thanksgiving plans. there, There are families right now. There are people listening to the sound of my voice who actually didn't buy a turkey this year. Not because turkey sucks, which it does. They didn't buy one because the prices went up so far. That sucks, man. I mean, we can joke about Thanksgiving food, and we will here in a second, but that sucks. And they have, they rule out these ghouls on TV. I mean, maybe just don't buy one. Remember when they did that thing where they tried to tell us, hey, we, you should just be buying less stuff. It's not our problem. We should live more like Europe. And these people are the worst. But back to Thanksgiving. Let's have a talk once again. I know you've heard this before. I understand how insulting and unpopular this is, but I'm going to keep saying it and keep saying it. You want to know what one of the most overrated things in the world is, which is odd because I love it, but it's still overrated? Tradition. Now, there are really, really cool traditions out there. Chris is rolling his eyes because Chris is Jewish and Jews have some of the coolest traditions out there. It's just a very traditional people. Uh, The Japanese, they're very traditional people, very cool traditions. I'm not talking about those kind of traditions. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about things that don't necessarily hold a ton of meaning to you that you continue to do anyway. And boy, this is, I'm going to make so many people mad. It's going to be great. 
Christmas time. Now, obviously, uh, no matter what Chris thinks about it, Chris is about the birth of Jesus. And yes, we obviously told our kids Santa Claus came to town when they were very, very little. But very early on, when they were like six and eight years old, we just burst their bubble. Why? Was it? Was I just being a jerk? No. We thought about it. We thought, isn't that kind of dumb? I mean, we don't even have a chimney. I mean, isn't that kind of, why are we doing, why? Why? So that's just, that's just, the, just the side one. Another tradition that I don't like, the Thanksgiving turkey. Well, it's special. Why is it special? Does it? Tastes better than anything else? Let's be frank. Look, let's just you and me be frank here. Pull up your phone right now. How many chicken restaurants can you order food from right now? How many turkey restaurants? You, you have the turkey at Popeye's? Although I actually think Popeye's puts out a Thanksgiving turkey. I think they put out a Cajun one. But you go to Popeye's for a Thanksgiving turkey a bunch of year? You go to Popeye's for... Thanksgiving, or for chicken or for turkey? What should you go for? Do you have a bunch of turkey chains competing with each other, like Popeyes and churches and KFC? When you go to a fast food restaurant and they obviously have cheeseburgers on there, do they have turkey fingers or do they have chicken fingers? Look, I understand the truth hurts. Why isn't turkey being sold everywhere if it's so special? Anyone? Anyone want to clear that up? If it's so special, if it's so good, why is it so unpopular? Do you believe that if I were to come up with some new kind of food, we'll call it uh, Jesse meat. You know what? Actually, we're not going to call it that at all. I should have thought that through. We're just going to we're just going to call it special meat. We're calling it special meat, Chris. And it was so special. It was delicious. Do you think I would save it and sell it once a year? Or do you think I would market it like chicken and steak and burgers and sell it all year long? Why don't you go in restaurants throughout the year and order turkey? Uh, However much you eat out. Some people eat out a ton. Some people don't eat out much. But undoubtedly, you will go to restaurants this year. You've been, you know what? It's November. Geez, it's November what? 24th? You've been to a restaurant a lot this year. Be honest with me. You walked into a restaurant several times this year. You pulled up the menu with all these options on it. I mean, that's part of why a restaurant's so good. You can get what you want. I can get what I want. I can get my chips and queso. I can get cheese enchiladas with a bunch of chicken on the side. And the wife can get some weird quinoa salad. That's what women do to stay hot. We can do that. Part of the joy of the restaurant is I can get whatever I want. You can get whatever you want. How many times did you walk in a restaurant this year and order the turkey? Let's start with zero. Let's start with zero. And no, we're not talking about this is what people will do when they know they're know they're losing this argument. This is what people do. They say, no, I love, what about the sandwich meat? I get a turkey sub. That's not the same and you know it. We're not talking about the turkey cold cuts here. We're talking about the big roast roast turkey. How many times did you eat chicken this year? A lot. How many times did you eat bacon? Chris, I know you probably didn't eat it very much, but how many times did you eat bacon this year? A lot. You didn't eat the turkey. 
I don't like made. Chris called them made up traditions when we were opening this thing up. We were talking about Jewish traditions and, and Japanese traditions and things like that. Made up traditions or traditions that don't hold some spe- special cultural or religious meaning. I don't understand why we do them. That's, some of them are dumb. Some of them are great. Like July 4th has meaning. There's meaning behind the fireworks going off. There's real, that, that has a cultural significance to you and me. If you're going to say Thanksgiving's supposed to be a special meal, then why don't you eat something special? Especially now that turkey costs about $9,000 anyway, what's special to you? What don't you splurge on? See, Chris made a joke this now. He said, like, gator. A lot, now, a lot of people have not had alligator. Alligator's fantastic. Alligator is really, really, really good. And I know this is so cliche to say it tastes like chicken. It really does taste like chicken, but probably better. Alligator's delicious. If that's your thing, and I don't even know how expensive it is, to be honest with you. I've only ever had it in restaurants. I bet it's expensive. It's got to be expensive. But if you can afford it, if that's special... Make gator for for Thanksgiving, and this is what outrages people. They freak out because it violates some tradition. That's crazy. We always, I know you always did, but why? Chris asked me before this segment, uh, what about green bean casserole? Yeah, because green beans were so good before. Let's toss them in a dish with a bunch of stuff and bake them. That'll make them better. Mmm, boy, I'm really craving green bean casserole, said nobody ever. Never one, not once throughout this year did Chris say, boy, I could go for some green bean casserole. Why not, Chris? It's not like green beans are seasonal. You can eat them all year long. Why weren't you eating green bean casserole on the 4th of July, Chris? It takes a while to make. Yeah, you're regular Paula Dean over there, pal. It's serious. You know why. All right, that's enough Thanksgiving talk. We're going back to... Uh, How's Joe Biden spending his Thanksgiving? And why is he spending it this way? We'll talk about that in a second. But obviously we were just talking about numbers, money, how expensive everything's getting. We were talking about the inflation, how these people are so cold-hearted about it. Oh, just don't buy the turkey. When I'm telling you to buy gold from Oxford Gold Group, I'm telling you that because it's not, it's not where inflation is. It's where I see it going. It's already bad. But it's going to a bad place because the people who are in charge of fixing it aren't even trying to fix it. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. I know them personally. You tell them I told you to call. They will take good care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group doesn't send you an email saying, Oh, congrats, you bought some gold. Way to go. They send real gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group before the dollar continues to crater. Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Country Road. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We were joking about traditions, but I do hope you are spending tomorrow with family, maybe even friends. Enjoy a day off. Enjoy a day. You get out of the rat race. Go eat, even if it's turkey. Go eat until you can't possibly eat anymore. Roll your butt into the living room. Play board games with the fam. Connect with people. Remember, remember. 
You're going to die one day. And one day when you're going to die, what, Chris? This is sunny. Just This is bright and sunny. It's, it's, it's not as dark as it sounds. You're going to die one day. And when you're on that deathbed, you're going to think about the time you spent with family or didn't spend with family. Enjoy your time tomorrow with your dad. Might be your last one with him. Never know. Life comes at you fast. Enjoy your time tomorrow with your wife, your husband, your kiddos, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles. Enjoy your family time tomorrow. Treasure every single minute of it. And don't let people like MSNBC, don't let them ruin Thanksgiving for you. Don't don't make things like this a topic of conversation. Well, this is a little bit of a long segment, so I'm warning you now. I'm going to cut in several times, but think how truly sick and depraved our American media has become in this country. The mythology of Thanksgiving closely mirrors the mythology of America. White settlers come to a strange land in good faith, bringing something of great value that enriches the people who are already here. The natives also bring something of immense value, equal exchange. That closely mimics the mythology of white America. It is how America wants to see itself. The truth is pilgrims did not bring turkey, sweet potato pie, or cranberries to Thanksgiving. They could not. They were broke. They were broken. Their hands were out. They were begging. They brought nothing of value. But they got fed. They got schooled. Thanksgiving. It makes sense. There is much for white Americans to be thankful for. But I'm still trying to figure out what indigenous people received of value. Instead of bringing stuffing and biscuits, those settlers brought genocide. I think we got the idea. I was going to play the whole thing, but that's just too ugly and stupid. What a moron. What a moron people are now. You know what sucks, too? And I'm I'm hard on communists like that, and I'm never going to stop being hard on communists like that. But you know what really, truly sucks? At one point in time, that guy was a young man, and he was guided to think that way. There are so many young people out there through no fault of their own. They're being guided in the wrong direction, and it's really, really, really gross. It's really gross. I love this part. Biden's spending Thanksgiving at a billionaire's Nantucket home, and it shows he's out of touch. One, of course he's out of touch. He's been in Washington and a politician for 40 years. Two, I love this this headline because... Well, it once again proves me right about something. What do I always say about politicians? Why do people become politicians and why do they stay politicians? Why? Because being a politician gives you access to all the things rich people have without you ever actually accomplishing anything like the rich people have. Why be president of the United States? Why would Jill, I mean, we talked about it on the show a bunch. Why would Jill allow Joe Biden Hapless Joe, his mind just slowly melting into goo every day before our eyes. Why allow him to embarrass himself? He embarrasses himself every single day. Why would you allow him to do that? Why? Well, you think Jill Biden spends Thanksgiving in, in Nantucket at a billionaire's mansion if she's not first lady of the United States of America? The truth is... These people, they get to be politicians, and they love it. They love it. Fame and that kind of good life stuff is addicting to people. Absolutely addicting to people. Let's get to some emails. Remember, 
Ask Dr. Jesse Friday coming on Friday. We will be here live and in the chair. So get your questions in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Plus, you can send your love, your hate, your death threats. Everything's welcome. This guy says, Jesse, many guns. There's a fascinating scene from history that sheds light on your inquiry about weak Christians. People remember, I go off all the time on this show about Americanized Christianity, how it's watered down and weak because we've been, we've been able to practice faith in this country so freely, it just took the edge off of it. I remember the early Christians were getting their heads chopped off. They're getting fed to the lions in the Roman Colosseum. They were not soft. They were, well, let's turn the other cheek. Oh, it's just, it's just a tranny dancing for my kids in third grade. I want to be tolerant. Yeah, no, 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 no. Anyway, moving on. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the pastor that started an illegal seminary under Hitler's Germany and worked as a spy for the SS passing intel to the conspiracy to kill Hitler, was sitting down with his non-Christian sister. She asked him a question that I put to your viewers. The whole family was absolutely convinced Hitler needed to die, but she asked him, would you pull the trigger? Clearly hesitating and uneasy, she responded, you Christians, always with the right answer, but never willing to get your hands dirty. Guy goes on and says, before you ask the question, impress upon your audience that the weight of taking of life, so on and so forth. I, I'm not going to go into the rest of it, but it it's a great example for all of us. Whatever your belief system, I, again, I'm not your pastor. I, it's not my business. Whatever your belief system is, if you see some, there's someone in your area, in your life, someone you, you've heard about who's in some kind of need. Uh, lady just lost her husband. Uh, maybe a, a, you just found out some guy lost his job. They're, they're looking for help. Do they need your prayers? Do they need your thoughts and prayers? People love that saying, don't they? Thoughts and prayers. Or do they actually need help? I mean, the average American family, well, let's just let's make it about what we were talking about. The average Christian family is horrified by a, uh, gay male dancer dancing for 15-year-olds in school like just happened in Miami. The average family is horrified about it. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to go get a lawyer and sue somebody? Well, no, that wouldn't be tolerant. Then you don't actually care. You want to appear to care. You and me, this applies to me too, we must make sure we're actually out there making it happen. We have headlines next. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. And look, these, don't let tomorrow be miserable for you. All right? Don't let these people, do not let these people give you any kind of guidance for how to conduct yourself on Thanksgiving Day. It might be a difficult conversation before people step into your house to say, whoa, wait a minute. Where's your card? What's your status yep. before you walk into my home? This is tough because people are all over the map on this. And they're also all over the map with their risk tolerance. But the rapid tests have made this a lot easier. Right. Because whatever people's vaccination status is, we can actually confirm safety on the spot. So if it feels like it's going to be weird, maybe make it kind of fun. Say we're going to start with hors d'oeuvres in the garage. You know, we'll have drinks. <laughs> we'll do our rapid tests and then come on in. Right. You can make it playful, make it fun and then be able to enjoy the holiday because you're not worried about safety. Oh, gosh. 
these psychopaths want you to take... <laughs> Excuse me. Thanks for coming over, Mom. Please step into the garage for hors d'oeuvres, and let's go ahead and give you... Let me jam this up your nose, Mom. <laughs> Gosh. Do not test any of your relatives for coronavirus. If you're an older person and maybe have pre-existing conditions, just let everybody know, stay home if you're sick, and let's all be honest about it. That should have been the advice all along. If you're sick, stay home. If you have a fever, stay home. If not, go live your life. Go spend your Thanksgiving with your family. Enjoy your family. All right. Now it's time for a little chat chat. You see, I played it at the beginning of the show, but we're going to play it again. And the reason we're going to play it again is this. Now, one, most people can't listen for three hours, although you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. But two, I love hearing when I made a prediction that once again turned out to be right. The communist right now is very, very aware of Joe Biden's approval numbers, Kamala Harris's approval numbers. They're very aware of all those elections that just went very bad for them in Virginia and Staten Island and New York and everywhere else. The communist is aware right now. The last thing the public needs is more tension, more feeling that things are out of control. The public right now needs to be calmed down. Therefore, you're going to see some protests if Rittenhouse gets off. There's no question about that. I'm not naive. There's going to be some people in the streets and whatnot. It's going to be tame. It's going to last maybe 24 hours. Very little property property damage, probably no loss of life, and it's going to go away <sighs> like dust in the wind. And when that happens, I want you to remember something. There's a reason post-acquittal, if acquittal happens, post-acquittal, there's a reason the riots were like a little candle and the riots after St. George Floyd died We're all like a raging bonfire. And the reason is simply one of them came with coordination and financing. And the other one was as organic as protests actually get. Protests don't organically spark all over every city in the country. That takes money, coordination, and somebody with some very, very nefarious plans for this country. Never ever, ever forget that. Oh, man, I love when he's right, Chris. He's Look, what? I don't know why you're rolling your eyes. He's my favorite commentator. <laughs> Jesse, I just saw you on Inside the News with Rita Panahi here in Australia. One of the most interesting interviews I've watched in a long time. Look at that, Chris, the land down under. There's a, a, a it's it, obviously, as you saw, it's Inside the News, but it's called Sky News in Australia. It's this huge uh, news organization. It shows you what a small world there is now. I know Rita, and they reached out and asked if I was going to be on. Apparently, I killed Chris. They want me on every two weeks. I mean, I'm not doing that, <laughs> dirty foreigners, but still, that's cool. Hey, Jesse, I tried to make your world-famous burger for the first time with a new woman I'm dating. Let's just say these burgers led to an amazing evening. <laughs> oh, jeez. I followed your recipe word for word. 
I went on my back patio and told the grill, not today. (laughs) I love you guys. Hey, brother Jesse, I'm from Houston, and I've been listening to your radio show since you started in Houston. Gosh, that's, man, that's a long, that's three years ago, Chris. Remember that? Three years ago, we were on the great station here in Houston, KPRC, but we were on just 7 o'clock at night, a one-hour show. Nobody knew who we were. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, I've been listening since you started in Houston, but tonight is the first time I've ever heard of the first TV. Why? It's fantastic. Remember, I at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, every single night, I have a one-hour TV show. It's oftentimes an extension of this. I have different interviews on there. There's a visual aspect for it, and it's free. The first TV is free. It's, it's, it's an app. You can either watch it on your TV. Uh, you can put it on your phone, your iPad. The first TV I'm on every single night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Go enjoy. It really is. Look, they called it the first because it's named after the First Amendment, and just like Premier does on radio, they let me say whatever I want. <laughs> I'm allowed to say whatever I want. All the people killed were, well, this guy's talking about the uh, Wisconsin terrorist attack. All the people killed were white. Almost everyone in the parade were white. The murderer was a BLM supporter and a rapper who put a rap video he wrote on YouTube. I think you've probably seen it in his radical BLM views. Total racist BLM scum. Why is this not a real hate crime? Don't lose my name. Or don't use my name. God bless you, brother. Keep telling the truth no matter what. Well, it is a hate crime, but we all understand what hate crime legislation is mainly used for. That's why it's so funny watching all these Republicans try to champion new hate crime legislation all the time or sign on for it. Don't be an idiot. It's never what the communist labels it as. Nobody wants any kind of racial violence. I would certainly hope not towards any skin color in the country. But when they talk about hate crime this and hate crime that and hate crime that's trying to add a, an extra legal protection to every constituent of the Democratic Party. It ain't meant to, to protect white people. Trump Kelly 2024? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I love what I'm doing now. I have no desire to be president of the United States of America. If I could be, I mean, look, just you and me talking here. Let's, let's just talk eye to eye. If I could be dictator? I pro- what, Chris? Is that bad? I don't mean like an evil one. I don't. I don't. I'm not talking about d- d- throwing people in camps. What? I realize no one thinks they're an evil dictator, but I really wouldn't be. I mean, I would do a lot of really cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. I would build the castle I've been wanting for so long, and it would have cannons and stuff on it. I'd be taking Air Force One to sweet concerts, and oh, it'd be sick. We'd, we'd do it a big amusement park tour of the world and all kinds of stuff. But if we're being totally frank, it probably wouldn't be the most pleasant country for the communists. You would probably see some of them go ahead and decide, I'm going to try my hand somewhere else. No, Chris, none of that. None of that. Good grief, Chris. No. But look, I would run if I could be dictator. I have some I have some things I need to set straight around here. I'm not going to be president. It's huh, ridiculous. You are right on. The best weapon I have in my arsenal is my ability for silence and just listen. People reveal themselves with filling the void. Just heard your show for the first time. Glad I found you. Like I said last night, one of the most valuable skills for anybody 
in any in any profession, any walk of life, something people simply cannot do, and everyone should learn to master it. What is it? Shut up. The ability to shut up and just let others speak. Let others speak and reveal exactly who and what they are. Now, speaking of life, would you like your kids to be learning about things like the golden rule? How dangerous communism is? The importance of freedom of speech? What are rights? Could you even define that? Now, I don't expect you to be a professor. I'm not a professor. I can't, I can't do these things, but I don't have to because I have the Tuttle Twins books. My boys love the Tuttle Twins books. They're fictional books that teach your kids the values you want them taught. Your kids are going to turn into what they consume with their eyes and ears. Go teach them. Train them right. They don't have to be little communists when they go to college. They can be and should be freedom fighters. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That gets you 35% off and free activity workbooks. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Go. Make sure your kids know, not think, know what is right. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Again, off tomorrow, back on the day after Thanksgiving. We'll be live and in the chair. So get your questions in your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. You can ask me anything for Fridays. It does not have to be political, but it can be. You haven't spent Thanksgiving in Hawaii. Here in Hawaii, turkey is just a dish on the side with grilled steaks, shrimp, raw fish, Chinese noodles, local-style mac-slash-potato st- uh, salad, Filipino-style desserts, Puerto Rican stew, and on and on. Good grief. It sounds like Hawaiian people do it right. It's a buffet of everyone's favorite dish. Obviously, you haven't experienced Thanksgiving the Hawaiian style. It's more than turkey. You're invited to come anytime. Okay, that actually sounds legit. Chinese noodles. I'm not a huge uh, Chinese food person. Once or twice a year, I'll have it. I don't hate it at all. I mean, I'll go. I'll go Kamala on some egg rolls. I'll eat some egg drop soup. I like, but ramen noodles. There's something about Chinese style uh, noodles. Daggone, those things are good. Uh, this is hate mail, yelling at me, calling me a bunch of cuss words. Just know somebody is very, very upset with me. I love that. Jesse, you're absolutely correct. The turkey is a trash bird, only fit for starving pilgrims. <laughs> I would consider turkey as a supplement to my cat or dog's food dish, but that's it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on cranberry sauce? Is it is Now, this is not nice. Is it, side, is it a side you endorse or a, a shoe? E-S-C-H-E-W? Chris, would you look up how to say that word, please? And he even puts in parentheses, this is what's not nice about it. That means avoid or abstain from. You know, I went to a prestigious community college. I don't need you to explain me what words mean. Chris, find out how to say that word, please. My wife makes a killer homemade sauce from scratch, but I'm assuming if you do eat it, you go for the white trash version that plops out of a can. (laughs) Okay. 
for one, yes, I do always get the kind that comes out of a can whenever I get cranberry sauce. That's one. What, Chris? A shoe? I know I nailed it right out of the You know what that means, Chris? It means to avoid or abstain. Anyway, uh, yes, I get the one that comes out of a can. But I love cranberries. I love cranberry sauce. I love any I, uh, fruits. I'm a huge fruit guy. I'm a huge fruit guy. As foul and vile as vegetables are, fruit is awesome. No, Chris, you're not going to make any fruity jokes right now. None. All right. And now... Here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. New York City to replace entirety of Coney Island's wood boardwalk with recycled plastic. Everything they do sucks. Everything communists do sucks and it's boring. A boardwalk is supposed to be wood. And especially one of the ocean ones, it's supposed to get that rotted look on it in about 15 minutes where you feel like you're going to fall through with any step you take. That's part of the charm, man. Gosh, I hate these people. Walmart pulls children's toy that swears and sings in Polish about doing cocaine. Sorry for having fun. Headline, liquor shortage hits United States as holiday uh, holidays approach. Okay. There's never going to be a liquor shortage in the United States of America. There may be some types of booze we can't get imported in here, but in a nation this big with this many rebellious lawmakers out there, you remember what happened last time they tried to ban booze or something like that? One, we just smuggled some in. Two, ah, uh, have you been to places like Tennessee? Now, I've spent a bit of time in the country, and this is not stuff you necessarily advertise, but there's always someone out there making it. I promise you that. Texas clinics have seen a massive decline in abortions since the heartbeat law took effect. Remember, remember this. There has to be, there has to be, whatever your belief system, there has to be some morality attached to your laws. Because society will follow along with certain laws. Now, some they'll just flat out break. If the law is too unjust, it'll end up getting broken. But when a law is good and right, it can and will adjust people's behavior. And stopping the mass slaughter of the unborn within the borders of our country is a good thing by any measure. Damning disservice. Catholic University features paintings of George Floyd as Jesus. Golly, this has gotten so out of hand. This is the Catholic University of America, which refers to itself as the Pontifical University of the Catholic Church in the United States, reportedly boasts paintings in its campus ministry office and outside the chapel at its law school, which imitate My- Michelangelo's immortal Pieta with one key difference. George Floyd is depicted as Jesus Christ. You know what the deification of George Floyd, you know what it really shows? It really genuinely shows how much people are constantly searching for someone to lead them, someone to cling to, some sort of symbol or symbolism, and we really, really need to do better, don't we? We really need to do better. That's such an embarrassing disgrace. I mean, honestly, I call him St. George Floyd as a tongue-in-cheek thing by how much people chose to worship the guy in the aftermath of that terrible thing. But, gosh, some people have really done it. All right, now, finally, 
Let's 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 end with this here for for a Jesse Kelly show on a Thursday. I get a lot of questions about Thanksgiving. Do you bring up politics on Thanksgiving? Jesse, my crazy aunt's coming on Thanksgiving. Jesse, what do I do? My uh, son is coming. He's a crazy communist on Thanksgiving. They're going to bring up vaccines. They're going to talk about Joe Biden. They're going to do. May I just simply make a suggestion? There are many, many, many days in the year where you and I can fight these communists tooth and nail with every fiber of our being. There are many days of the year where we can Many days of the year where we should and many days of the year when we do. When family comes together tomorrow, maybe, just maybe, take a day off. When your crazy son brings something up, laugh it off and ignore it. Go get yourself another side of turkey and gravy or whatever you're eating tomorrow. Take one day and just enjoy your family. I will be back in the chair on Friday. We'll have some more fun then. That's all.